Aloha! You are listening to Inside the Desert Oasis Room, episode number 227. This podcast is brought to you by Don the Beachcomber. Enjoy classic dining and cocktails in a tropical, exotic setting. Brought to you by 23 Restaurants Group. Coming soon to Madera Beach, Florida. The legend returns. This podcast is sponsored by Frogtown Brewery, an independent craft brewery and tap room located in Northeast Los Angeles along the LA River. Stop in and enjoy one of their excellent beers from their ever-changing diverse menu. Tell them that Inside the Desert Oasis Room sent you and get your first pint on us. Limitations apply. For more information, go to frogtownbrewery.com and follow them on social media at Frogtown Brewery. Today we chat with artist and carver Vic Hernandez at his art ranch in Pinion Hills, California. Vic is most notably known for his large detailed tiki carvings, having carved the tikis and moldings in the recently remodeled Royal Hawaiian in Laguna Beach. Learn about his upbringing and background in art, his art inspirations, the future Tiki Bar projects he's working on, and how you too can get some of his amazing Tiki's. As always, I hope you enjoyed this episode as much as we did bringing it to you. If you'd like to follow our adventures, check out our YouTube channel at youtube.com slash polynesianpop where we chronicle events, bars, travel spots, cocktail tutorials, and more. And if you enjoy this podcast, please consider becoming a patron at patreon.com slash polynesianpop, where membership grants you early access to podcasts and videos, front-of-the-line privileges to new merch releases, as well as exclusive content, meetups, and screen credits. All righty, here we go. Grab a cocktail and join us from Vic's Art Ranch in Pinion Hills and give it up for my friend Vic Hernandez. What's happening, Vic? What's happening, Adrian? Aloha. Thanks for joining us on the podcast, Inside the Desert Oasis Room. I'm so honored to finally have you on the podcast. I'm excited. Same here. I'm, I'm honored as well, and thanks for coming out here. Yeah, yeah. So for our listeners that don't know, our friend Vic lives out here in Pinion Hills, and I know that most people aren't familiar with where this is. Can you describe where we are? We are, is what, this is what's considered uh, the high desert. Okay. So um, it's, we're west of the 15 freeway off the 138. We're, so it's we're, like we're right like, behind, uh, like. We're by Phelan, right? Phelan, yeah. Between like Phelan and what, Lancaster? Phelan and let's say Little Rock. Little Rock. Okay. Yeah, something like that. Okay. So this is a desert community. Mm-hmm. You have like three acres of property out here. Pretty much. That's crazy. I don't know anybody who has that kind of property. This is different than your upbringing from what I understand, right? Because you, oh, yeah. you had told me that you grew up in the city. Yeah. So let's talk about that. Talk to me about where you grew up and where, like, what was that like? 
Well, I grew up in uh, different areas, but uh, I was born in East LA in 1989. Okay. And uh, from there, my mother, well, she was pretty much a single mother for the most part. Okay. And um, she kind of bounced around different areas. Uh, we had family in Florida, so we moved out there to to because uh, of the job opportunities they had out there. So you so. lived in Florida for a little bit. Yeah, we were out there from like 1990-ish. Okay. To around, I'm going to say 95, around there. Okay. Don't okay. remember exactly. It was super small. So. Okay. Okay. So is that where the tiki bug started for you? Um, I'm going to, I'm going to say, yeah, because it's, uh, it's like, like paradise out there. Yeah. It's just, everything's green. Yeah. You got tropical plants. Yeah. Animals, exotic animals, tropical birds. It's just a whole different world. Yeah. Florida is its own thing. Yeah. Yeah. So when you came back here to California, you were still a young kid or... or... Yeah, I was oh, still young. Yeah. yeah. Okay, so this is different from your upbringing. Oh, yeah. I mean, if you were born in East LA and you were living in the city and now you're out here in the desert, this is a real change. And I know that before you lived here, you were up in Crestline. Yeah. Which yeah. is a mountain community similar yeah. to like Big Bear and Lake Arrowhead, Mount right. Baldy, right? So... I want to talk about all of that because it fascinates me, right? This is all out of the box yeah, yeah. For, for the people that I hang out with, yeah. right? Although today, I have friends that live in Crestline. They, oh, yeah. They're, they're slowly moving up there because yeah. it's beautiful. It's I, I gorgeous, was, yeah. Yeah, I was just up there a couple days ago. And, wow, I was blown away. Peaceful. Super peaceful. <laughs> and you're still close enough to where you can come down the mountain and still go That's to right. LA. Yeah. Still go to Orange County. Like, it's... Everything. It's part of the L.A., Orange County, Inland Empire region. Right. Even though it's up in the mountains. Yeah. So let's talk about all that. So Crestline. How did you end up in Crestline? Crestline. So at the time, it was 2016, I was working for a company, a decor company. We okay. were doing uh, Whole, Food, uh, Whole Foods decor installation. I was okay. a, I was a okay. journeyman uh, along with a... It was it was pretty big big crew. I'm gonna say like maybe eight to ten installers, sometimes even more. Okay. But uh, yeah, we we we, uh, we would they would send us to different states to do uh, installations, installations, on different stores. Yeah. Some of them, most of them were brand new, and so um, when it was time to find a house, um, we decided you know we kind of want to be somewhere where it's different and just something that is going to be affordable and at the time Crestline was super affordable and um with the whole travel thing uh, yeah, I didn't really care yeah. to be close to work or anything so I was yeah. like let's let's check it out yeah and so we we saw a few 10 houses up there and uh the second one was the one we got and we were like the second one it's gotta be it because it had yeah, a garage yeah. and you know, it was like a perfect spot where like the sun would hit it. And I, we were, I was just thinking about like the snow, you know, what about when it snows and we need to have a garage and things like that. And that was a perfect one. Second one. It's such a different lifestyle yeah. up there in Crestline. So when I went up there, uh, I was up there for the day on Friday and you just feel like this. You know, like you, you, your shoulders drop. Relief. Just, That's yeah, right, yeah, right. Like this, this fresh energy mm -hmm. you know and um and it's so beautiful up there yeah. right living in a mountain community so you know it's funny is 
when I look at these things that we enjoy with tiki's and stuff, I make jokes, you know, when I'm driving down the road with, with my wife or my kids or whatever, and I'll point and I'll say, Hey, look, it's a bear tiki. (laughs) You're up in Crestland and you see that kind of stuff, right? Oh, look, it's an eagle tiki. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Because there's people carving more of like nature up there, right? And the thing about Crestland, what I noticed is the squirrel theme. Yeah. There's (laughs) this thing about flying squirrels with Crestland, right? So were you carving when you were living in Crestland? Is that when it all started? Uh, Yeah, I was... I was carving, yeah, for the most part. Uh, I'd say 2018 was when I, yeah, 2018 was when I quit that company. After that, um, I started, I started carving full time. Okay, that was the main focus. Okay, and so yeah, I was moving mountains in the backyard, making space, and yeah, knocking down walls and creating trails for the truck. And man, it was, oh yeah, it was yeah, crazy. Yeah. I had to get a trailer, that trailer, that the green military yeah, yeah, one. Yeah, I had to get that one to to get over the terrain because there was like a wall that was about two feet tall that i was like ah, i can get over with a with a with a, this military trailer and, and yeah. it worked out yeah wow but the space kept getting smaller and smaller of and, course yeah and so you say we, we gotta sell right now yeah. especially when uh when covid hit that 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 was the perfect time so that's when you came down here yeah to, to pinion hills so we're looking at three acres of land mm-hmm and there's a creek that runs through your property. Mm-hmm. And it's crazy because when I pull in here, I can park wherever I want. And it's just this giant slab of property. And for those that don't understand how big this is, right? You were taking me on a walk and you're showing me like, okay, let me show you where my property line. See that electrical pole all the way down there. I was like, all the way over there, what? So there's that. There's the creek running through your your lot. And then you're going to be building a bunch of different structures here, right? I think you see. Yeah, I want to like, build like a little volcano bar or something. Vol- volcano bar. So we bar, could do like, yeah. uh, like photo shoots and stuff like that. Yeah. And, and then know. you were talking about building like a carving shed or yeah, something. Yeah, I want to do a carving too, shed right? big enough for... Carving shed. For a few but, people. Let's put learn. it this way. This property is big enough for a home builder to come in subdivide and put in probably like 50 homes yeah. at least yeah. right it's that big and tiny and, homes well <laughs> like well where i am right you know they, they like a standard tract home yeah you're right because they're like, so close together yeah they're, they're close together right you're not that's used true. to that anymore see no. coming from crestland <laughs> coming from over here yeah. you know uh, you're not used to that tract home living anymore no. but you know having this property is it, it's kind of fun for you because you have Goats? Yeah. How many goats? We have five now. Five now because yeah. we started with two. You just had you just had babies. And then, yeah, yeah. We had so, three three babies. So congratulations, grandpa. Thank you. And <laughs> and uh you've got a couple pigs. Yeah, two giant pigs. pigs. And you've got roosters. Yeah, roosters, chickens. Yeah, dogs. Uh, How many dogs you two, got? Three dogs. Three dogs. Two but that changes sometimes. Sometimes it's four. Yeah, right. <laughs> so, <laughs> Whenever we get rescues here, yeah, right. we'll take them in. Yeah, so it's awesome. Great, great way to raise the kids with all these animals. And your kids are always so happy. So uh, I love it. They're, they're, God, they're such a, they're such a bright light, man. Your kids are. Thank you, yes. Yeah, they're, they're, they're always smiling and cheerful. That's so what I want to see. I love it. I love it. So let's talk about the tiki's because I told you, and I mean this, 
you're probably the best right now. Like, you know, if not the best, so I'm not going to say the best so that my other Carver friends don't get their, you know, they don't <laughs> get their feelings it, hurt. But, you know, you are doing stuff that no one is doing. I mean, the work is really, really, really good. Right? It, yeah. One of the best modern, modern tiki Carvers at the moment. And Thank you're you. doing stuff right now. You just showed me four tikis you've completed. And the next log that you're carving, I saw 12.75 on it, which yeah. is the height. Or, That's the height. Yeah, almost 13-foot yeah. log, right? This last Lono, how tall is that one? Eight foot, two inches. Eight feet, two inches. And then the coup, how, long, how tall the is the coup? The coup, that one's eight foot tall. Eight feet tall. So mm-hmm. no one's carving like that. No. Right now. No one's carving big like that. It's intimidating. It's intimidating. It was for me at least. Yeah, it it's 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 hard to manage those logs because you gotta put them on dollies mm-hmm. and if you're by yourself, I don't know how you're putting them in the truck and taking them off the truck. Oh, they, um the place where I get them from, uh, they have equipment heavy. They have cranes. Yeah, they have these big machines where they, with the claws and everything. So they just pick it up, put it in the pickup or a trailer. Yeah, and just go. And when so they, the last time I've seen tiki's that large, they were coming out of Oceanic Arts, oh. and not in recent years because, you know, they they were carving the same size everybody else was carving, right? right. Three foot, four foot, four five foot, foot yeah. maybe at the max, and even then towards the end, and you know, Leroy was, he was old, and he was, he was not the young, strong, virile guy that he was yeah. before. So he was having tiki's come in from other parts as well. But the stuff that he was carving, like he wasn't carving like this anymore. You know, I think the big ones like this were being done by Ed Chrisman when Ed Chrisman was working for Shannon Cards. Gotcha. So you're doing something that we haven't seen in a long time. And for people that aren't familiar with your work, uh, I'm going to recommend those in Southern California check out Royal Hawaiian. Yeah. Because you carved all the tikis in there. Yes. Right. So I want to talk about that real quick because I was fortunate enough to be invited by Notch. Mm hmm. Partway through the build. That's right. And so I go out there uh, like at lunchtime in the middle of the week <laughs> and everything's boarded up and taped up and I go in through the back door and you were wearing all kinds of protective mask, gear. Yeah, you had a everything. full mask, right, with the filters. Yeah. And then you had uh, uh, goggles, goggles, a beanie, I think and a beanie. Really. I think you were wearing some kind of eyewear. And as I walked in, you looked at me and you nodded. Yeah, <laughs> you gave me like the head nod, like "What's up?" And I and I didn't recognize you, so I just gave you the head nod back, and I just kept yeah. on walking. I feel bad about it now, but <laughs> no, I, at good. the same time, I didn't know if I was really supposed to be there. But I mean, like Notch invited me, so I thought, "No, oh, yeah, that we it's okay." Yeah, right. So thank you, Notch, for letting me do that because it was. A privilege to get to see that place come right, together right. but i think i was in there for a good 20 minutes before you pulled your mask you turned <laughs> off your equipment pulled your mask down and said hey Jim, what's up and i'm like oh hey dude i didn't even recognize you yet all that gear oh, yeah, on yeah. yeah so so talk to me about that bill because man that came out nice it, yeah it, that was fun it was um, really like a throwback to the way tiki bars used to be. Yep, and you cool. had a big hand in that. I know you carved yeah. all the moldings. Yep. All, you the, carved, you all carved, the large tikis. Yeah, yeah, you carved all the large tikis. Mm-hmm. That real big one, like right when you walk in the, the front the cool. door. That's yeah, the cool. beautiful. How tall is that guy? That one's nine feet tall. Nine feet. Yeah. Wow. Wow. That was so did you carve all that stuff here and then bring it out there? Yep. Okay. Yep. And then how it happened was uh, I carved those here. Notch ordered, he, he ordered them for me and um, 
they sat for a while. Okay. And um, I hit him up and I was like, hey, what's going on? You know, I can I can drop these off anytime. Let me know. I'm, yeah, yeah, yeah. I kind of want to see this, the place. Yeah. And he's like, yeah, right now we're, we're, we're not, we're like, uh, we're waiting on, on the delivery for tickets. We're not ready for them. So I was like, okay, cool, you know, just let me know. You know, I'm ready to drop them off whenever. And so um, one night I was, I was thinking to myself, like, man, I should ask him if he needs help. You know, yeah. maybe maybe they're having some issues and, and stuff. Because it was just him and Jim Sullivan. Yeah. Just those two. Yeah. And so I asked him, hey, let me know if you need help. You know, I got carpentry skills, finished carpentry skills and stuff like that. And and I've done a lot of decor and stuff. And he's like, all right, man, I'll let you know. How long did that job last? How long was hmm. that build? Along with the tiki's, the carvings. Um, I think I'll tell you probably about a year. A year, yeah. okay. And when you were working on that, were you commuting from out here? Or yeah, I did. You commuted from Pinion Hills to Laguna Beach. Yeah, that I did that for a week straight, and then he's like, "Hey, why don't you come stay with us? We yeah. have a little, little casita. They call it la casita, yeah. and it's like um, uh, like a small apartment with like three different bedrooms. Okay, two two bath, and uh, had a kitchen and everything. It was cool. Yeah, I was like, cool. You know, we'll yeah. stay. I'll stay out here. And, so you, you know, stayed out there like during the week, and yeah. Work on it during the week. And did anybody stay at the restaurant? Because there's a bedroom up there. There is a bedroom, but no. No, I don't, I don't think anybody knows. That's, that's an insider fact, that no. bedroom, right? Most yeah. people don't know that. Yeah, um, there was a, a room in there, yeah. like bunk beds and everything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But so no. I knew that because a uh, previous owner was a sponsor. Oh. So... I've been back there for we did a mug release together. We did a we did a collab with um, our you know our, both, both our logos are Diablo did the carving and produced the mug and both nice. our logos were on the mug and we did this mug release and they stored them up in those back rooms mm. and and so I knew about it back then. But before all that, I never knew that that was back then. There's like yeah, that used to like, be a house. Oh, it did. <clears throat> yeah. Okay. There's all these like hidden rooms back then. Yeah, it's right? it's a little crazy, but because um, it's like. The way that they're sit, like uh, situated, yeah, it's like you walk halfway down and there's a room, and then there's little nooks and crannies all over the place. Yeah, yeah, kind of, kind of. Yeah, cool. you did a bang up job on that. Thank you. Yeah, it's awesome. Re- looked really good. And um, yeah, thanks a notch for saying, "Hey, keep it traditional." Yeah, he's like, "Hey, keep it traditional." I was like, "All right, I'll, yeah, I'll, yeah, I'll, I'll try that." That's I was important. A little, it, That's it's intimidating important. when you know, for me at least. The, the tiki's that they carve out there and and I was like man I'm gonna try it out you also did the um, ones out front yes those are the Bumatai tribute that's tiki's. right those are nine footers or ten please tell me that those things are secured really well oh yeah yeah because yeah, the, the original ones were stolen oh yeah yeah and they'll be alright <laughs> and I don't want to see those things go either, right? No. I mean, unless they go to my place. <laughs> but I wouldn't steal them. That's the difference. Can't. Yeah. They're anchored and they're pretty good. Good, good. Good to hear that. Do we have permission to talk about some of your future projects? Because I know you've yeah. got some stuff that you're working on right now. Yeah. So let's talk about that. So we're, we're going to give you guys, our listeners, a sneak peek <laughs> on what you are working on some of the local la people know about it but mm-hmm. uh we're not on ndas right i'm not an nda you're not an nda and, no. then, and i think that you know it's it's still just kind of in its infant stages yeah it's it's out there okay I, i've posted just some pictures of the, the tiki's that i've carved for this new spot called 
The House of Bamboo. House of Bamboo. And this is out in Camarillo. Camarillo. And this is in a, in a little old town area, mm-hmm. which the area could use a tiki bar. Oh, yeah. It'd be great to have one up there. And I'm sure that the locals are excited. The building is perfect. Yeah. Yeah. It's got these like little A-frame yeah. uh, features or touches like right That's where right. you enter. Yeah. Right. And so what are you doing for that build? So for that build, um, decor. Okay. Yeah. And then possibly more tiki's, but we'll see. Um, it's probably going to be, um, well, the, we, we talked about, you know, Notch doing the whole designing and stuff and then me joining them again with yeah, like the way yeah. we did with the Royal Hawaiian. So yeah. I thought that was, you know, great idea. Yeah. You had some tiki's that were here that aren't here anymore. No, I dropped those off already. Those are for the yeah the House of Bamboo. Mm-hmm. Okay, so exciting, exciting. Yeah. So let me ask you this: We've got a couple Latinos in the Tiki community that are doing some excellent work, right? Mm-hmm. So we've got Notch, we've got Tiki Diablo, yeah, and we've got you. So where is this coming from? Because this is a whole different culture, right? <laughs> and is it similar to, I mean, like, is it the way that you come from with, like, Mayan or Aztec influence? Is I think that, so. Is that what it is? I think it's got similarities. There's Aztec gods. There's Tiki gods, you know. And I think the region, Mexico is in a good region as well, like tropical. And right. They have their areas that are tropical. Okay. And so there's also a big... Uh, uh, influence with like surf music and stuff like that right and the whole right. luchador mass thing is yeah. kind of i don't know it kind of just blended with this scene yeah where yeah. it's like it's it's similar yeah i guess yeah that's you're right the subcultures kind of touch each other but yeah like the best ones out there right now they're all they're all coming from the hispanic backgrounds right yeah. it's like notch notch is probably the best bar builder out, out there right now yeah he's detailed and then i've said to you that you're one of the best carvers out there right now you guys are like a dream team building this stuff together yeah you're gonna get the best of the best oh, yeah. right and you've got tiki diablo out there building don the beachcomber and he's yeah. doing a bang-up job there too yeah, and his tiki's job. he's another guy who can who can carve oh, yeah. some serious tiki's Mugs, right? everything yeah, everything, everything. And so I, I, I just found that kind of interesting because um, the culture is completely different. Now, you, you mentioned mugs. I remember back in the day you started doing some mugs. Are you going to yeah. be working on mugs again? I would love soon? to. Yeah, I would okay. love to. Just as far uh, for mugs right now, I think I'd like to be maybe more in the city. Okay. So I can maybe hire talent. Got you. And then... That way I'll have a good To help with team. production. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Well, here's another secret that I'll share with you guys. I'm going to be probably producing mugs myself soon. Nice. So maybe you and I could do something there together. There you go. Yeah. Right. Right. Because um, these days it's, it's tough to get mugs. Yeah. For the people that don't have mugs made they're, they're not going to understand like all the hoops that People are jumping through right now to get mugs made. Right. And the reason why they're at the price point where they are is there's a couple things happening. Number one, unless you want a mug that comes out of China that's mass produced with a minimum of a thousand pieces, you're going to have to go with somebody that spends 
a lot of time sculpting, mm-hmm. molding, glazing, firing, cleaning all these mugs, boxing, shipping, and all that stuff. And everything's gone up. So the oh, price yeah. of glaze, the price of slip, the price of plaster, uh, even the price of ele- electricity for the kilns, like everything's gone up. So for them to have it worth their while they have to put it at a certain price point and you know for people like us who don't want to spend that kind of money it's aggravating but it's just the reality of where the mug market is today and even the the stuff that's coming out of china you know i remember when that stuff was selling for 15 20 dollars and now it's upwards of 60 to 75 to even 100 dollars. you know it's everything's just gone up so how do you combat that, right? You almost got to kind of do it yourself because yeah. you then you put in the labor and you're not spending time. You're, you're just putting in sweat equity, right, right? Right. But then the problem with that is you also got to get back what you're putting in right. as far as effort and time is concerned, oh, yeah. right? Like with your tiki's, like how long does it take to carve one of yours? It depends. It depends. I could do uh, like a small three-footer. It could take me like two days and a half. Yeah. Um, that's a three-footer, right? Yeah, that's a three-footer. So these big guys, which is kind of what you're making your name on now. Yeah. Right? What, 10 days? Um, It depends. The Lono, well, the, the Kuv was the one that took me a while because I really wanted to get it right. And the place where I got inspiration from was um, the coup at the Bishop Museum. Mm-hmm. When I saw that, I was like, man, I gotta try gotta that. Gotta have that. I gotta try that. That coup is perfect, too. Yeah. So the, the difference between your tiki's and a lot of other tiki's is they don't look like logs anymore. Because a lot of people like that carve tiki's, mm-hmm. you could still see the shape of the, the rounds, yeah. right? Yeah. It's still a cylindrical right. stick, yep. right? And it may look great and everything, but if you like really look at it and look at its origin, it still looks like a log. Like yours yeah. don't look like logs anymore. No, I like to take as much off as, as I can. Because also, I, I think about it this way, like, well, I'm going to be moving it around. Yeah. I got to be able to move it around. <laughs> so yeah. if I'm carving big, big tikis, I'm going to take a chunk off of that. And if I have to gut out the head, if like the, it coup, all like the coup at the Royal Hawaiian, I took off a bunch of the, the, the back part. The right. top, I took off like maybe a hundred pounds of material. Wow! Wow! Yeah, because yeah. yeah. you know it, uh, to move them around, it, it's it's it could be tough sometimes. So what I'm getting at is, you're putting in all this work, right? You have to be compensated for that. Yeah, you can't be doing all this for free, basically, right. or you can't be doing this for less than minimum wage, right? So right. you put in all this work. And then you put it out on the market and then people scoff at it. Mm-hmm. And it's like, hey, you know, in the end, you get what you pay for. Right. Right. Yeah. So going back to the mug thing, like, you know, that's that's part of it. Right. Right. But another part is that, you know, we had these flippers that are coming in. Right. And they're, they're oh, yeah. buying these mugs. They're throwing them up on the market. And, you know, you might get a mug or they might get a mug, I should say, for what used to be like, you know, $75, $85. Right. They throw it up on eBay and then they sell it for four or five hundred bucks. Yeah, right? it's like what they do with the sneakers, right? Yeah. Right. And I get it. This is a capitalist market, so so. And I actually I don't have a problem with that. You know, I've always said that 
this this tiki subculture seems to be the only subculture where you can't do that, right? Where it's okay to see sports memorabilia get flipped. It's okay right, to see right. sneakers, yeah, collectibles, because they're mass produced, get get flipped, right? Uh, and other things, right? There's other collectibles out there that that people are selling and flipping, and it's part of the hobby, you know. And tiki is just the next one. So it's it's kind of interesting to me how tiki people are just they just don't accept it. You know, but anyway, um, what I'm getting at is that whether you accept it or not, that is part of why the mugs are the price they are, because the people who actually make and sell the mugs yeah. are trying to close that gap That's right. for themselves because they're like, well, why should the flipper make that money? Right. This is the project that I worked on. This is my yeah. work. This is my time. mug. So, so yeah, and it takes a lot of time and effort. So we're going to try to close that gap and for the flipper. So if a flipper tries to buy this and and make some money off of it. They're not just not going to make as much, right? You know, so that's that's another one of the that's reasons. Good. So, um, yeah, it's it's just what it is. You know, I think Tiki's kind of in a transition right now from the days of thrifting and mm-hmm. and getting stuff on the cheap. You right. know, to now it's 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 its own subculture and it's becoming a thing, right? Like yeah. Tiki collectibles are are yeah are are real collectibles now and. People sometimes they just have to accept the change, you yeah. know. And I know it's hard, but we just have to accept that change and and be thankful that we came in before it got crazy because we all have collections now before it got crazy. Right? Yeah. So and your stuff, like you said, art. It's real art. So who else is gonna carve a tiki like yours? Yeah. Right. So this <laughs> stuff that you're making, who else is gonna make? If I say, you know what? I want I want a coup like that or I want a lono like that, but I don't want to pay Vic prices. Yeah. There ain't no uh, other person I can go to. Yeah. Took me a few months. There ain't, there ain't, no, there ain't no person I can go to. Seriously. You know, yeah. like there's not one person off the top of my head I could think of that can do that and then say, Yeah, you know what, I'll do a Vic carring for you, but I'll I'll do it for a little bit cheaper. There's mm-hmm. no one because you know, you get what you pay for. It, yeah, or they, it could try. or they could try. <laughs> they could try. You could try it yourself. And again, that's the whole thing about yeah. the mugs, right? Yeah. If if you want to save the money and you don't want to be paying that, you can make your own. You can try, but you can try. Yeah, at the end of the day, it's um, you get what you pay for. Basically. You get what you pay for. So that's where I am with the mug thing. I mean, you know, I've been around it long enough. I think I know. I know the process, right? Like most collectors do. I've just never gotten my hands dirty. And I'm in the process now of doing that. I, I have a, I have a mold that uh, I'm going to be working off of that I just got made. I just picked it nice. up like a week ago. So you're not that far from here. Maybe no. I should work, build a little we warehouse. Should, we should try to do something together. I'd love to do a collab with you. Yeah, and I would love that. Yeah, the honor would be mine actually to work with you because uh, you've got some really bang up stuff. We so appreciate it. yeah, so so. Let's shout you out. I want to make sure that everybody knows how they can get a hold of you. If they want to see your work, like all this stuff that we're talking about, if they want to see it, where can they go? They can go to Instagram. It's probably the best place. Okay. Because you could just flip through all the pictures. I have a bunch of pictures of all the stuff I've done. And that's um, Vix Art. And that's, at Vix Art. Uh, at Vix Art. Okay. It's uh, at underscore Vix underscore Art and then underscore. Okay, <laughs> and then we'll put a link for everybody in the description 
so that you guys can just click on that and go right to your Instagram. Do you have a website too? The website is on the on the bio as well, so they can just click on that as well. Okay, perfect, perfect. Now, let's uh, let's tell our listeners if 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 you guys want to see Vic make a tiki from scratch, we've got a video coming. If the video is out before this podcast, I will put the link in the description. So if you guys want to watch that video and you want to see a, a log go from nothing to something, you're going to see that Vic was courteous enough and gracious enough to invite us to his home and film the process. So he gives up some of his secrets for you guys that want to try to make yourselves a Vic Tiki. And we'll put the link in the description for that. If it's not there, just keep checking back. Check the YouTube, youtube.com slash Polynesian Pop. And it will eventually be up there, but I'm going to edit that and have that out for this month of February, uh, February 2024, just like with this podcast. We're, we're not going to release them exactly together. We're probably going to give a little bit of space in between, but they'll both be out here in February. So you guys like check that out and um, give give uh, give some love to our friend Vic. Check out his instagram and and um you've got pendants and all that too right yeah so, i got pendants yeah so it's not just woodwork you're, you're yeah. doing stuff with with pendants and and other things so uh, yeah give them a shout tell them inside the desert oasis room sent you and maybe in the near future if i'm lucky enough i'll have a vic tiki in my house there you go sometime <laughs> so. all right brother I, I appreciate you it. being on the podcast thank you so much for everything thank you do you. And, uh, and we'll talk to you on the next one. If you guys want to listen to our archive, check us out at DesireRacistRoom.com. And if you want to follow our adventures, YouTube.com slash PolynesianPop. Help, help support the show We're on our Patreon. We've got Patreon.com slash PolynesianPop. We put exclusive content there as well. And uh, I guess that's it. So Awesome. Thank you. All right, brother. We'll, we'll talk soon. That's Cheers awesome. and aloha. Cheers. Aloha.